This is a really special episode. Nothing in life makes me happier than creating success ripples. It's truly my mission on this planet to see my clients build their businesses and brands and make a massive impact from nothing to something amazing gives me life. And today, we're talking to one of our most recent sunny success stories, and you're going to leave this interview inspired and motivated to do the damn thing. Vanessa Lau enrolled in my program, YouTube for Bosses, nine months ago, and today she is a six-figure business owner and growing at incredible speed across all platforms. What's her secret sauce? And what exactly has gone down for her from going from no business to a six-figure business in the last nine months? Let's get into all of it. I'm Sunny Linarduzzi. Welcome to the Sunny Show podcast for the bright side of being your own boss and building your own life. My definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything else personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. I can't wait to get in the details with you guys. And before we dive in, obviously, I got to thank my sponsors at Four Sigmatic, the beverage that starts my day every freaking day (laughs) and keeps me healthy in the midst of building my business and my impact in this world. It keeps me healthy, it keeps me on my game, and it keeps me grounded. One of my personal favorites is the mushroom cacao with reishi. It is the perfect guilt-free hot cocoa to finish off your day and help you go to sleep easier. If you want to try it for yourself, go to foursigmatic.com slash sunny. It's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash sunny. And if you don't know what Four Sigmatic is, it's a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, and longevity and help us live healthier and more enhanced lives. You can use the discount code sunny and you'll get 15% off of your order. And you know I fully back this because I actually do talk about it all the time. Uh, And I reached out to this company to ask how I could further support them because I'm such a believer in their product. So I'm excited to hear what you think when you give it a try. Be sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and share it out on Instagram and tag me at Sunny Linarduzzi and tag Vanessa, vanessalau.co on Instagram and let us know what you think and what your feedback is and how you feel after listening to this incredible success story. I'm so excited to get into it. So without further ado, let's dive in. How did she go from no business to a multiple six-figure business in under a year, no YouTube channel, to over 50,000 subscribers in under nine months, and a major product launch that knocked my socks off? I am so excited to talk to you, Vanessa. Me too. So we are share. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to just dive into all the good stuff that's happened to you in the last nine months and just major kudos to you on all of your success because it has been so inspiring to see and to watch. Um, And you must be really proud of yourself. Yeah, this is honestly, I was telling Sunny earlier, but this is a full circle moment for me knowing that nine months ago I took your course and now I'm like literally in this interview with you sharing my success story. So it's 
my mind is blown right now. <laughs> well, our mind is blown with all of your success. And I'm so glad that YouTube for Bosses played a part. Um, that means the world. And that's why I do what I do. My mission is to create success ripples. And my mission is to allow people like you to go from no business and unknown to blowing up. And that's what you've been able to do. So I'm super, super excited to dive in. Hello, everyone who's watching live. If you're here watching the replay, let us know in the comments as well. And we will do a quick Q&A at the end also. Um, so let's just start from the beginning um, oh. of your journey. And before we do that, I also wanted to preface you guys, this whole live is going to be about how you can start as a small channel because Vanessa really started from scratch. Um, you Literally did, zero. You started from zero when you bought YouTube for Bosses, which is crazy. Um, and how you can start as a brand new channel on YouTube and succeed in 2019 because that's what you've been able to do. So just as a little preface, do you want to give people a teaser of the tips that we're going to dive into on the stream today? I really want to share with you guys, like, first of all, the limiting belief that, oh, I can't, it's too late to start a YouTube channel because that actually held me back for years to start mine. Really how you can leverage YouTube's algorithm so you can grow even faster. And not only this, I really want to talk also about how you can leverage insights from YouTube to actually grow a business or let alone start a business because YouTube actually played a huge role in my business alone. Yes, it did. And I'm so excited to dive into that. When I mentioned the major product launch that Vanessa did just recently, um, she's going to reveal the numbers behind that and what exactly happened and how it grew her business. And you guys, I almost fell off my chair when she told me the results of it. So it's really exciting to see. So yeah, so before we dive into all of those amazing tips and tactics, um, which you all know, if you know Vanessa and you know myself, then you know we're going to get tactical on this. It's not just going to be like fluff and filler. We'll get into real tactics to grow your channel from scratch in 2019. But before we do this, tell me where you were nine months ago, before you started your YouTube channel, before you started your business. Like what, what was your life looking like at that point? Yeah, well, I was in a corporate role. I was working for a Fortune 500 company and I was absolutely hating it. And I always found myself in my cubicle literally like, oh, I wish I started YouTube like back in high school or if I had only started YouTube in university, where would I be now? And what had happened was I ended up actually leaving that job, that Fortune 500 job, just because I was so miserable in it. I left with no backup plan and I had all this time on my hands. And I think that going through that experience of being in a cubicle for like a couple of years and realizing the corporate life wasn't for me. And then also having inspirations like you and other entrepreneurs who are absolutely killing it in the online space using social media, I got really inspired. And so one day I was scrolling through Instagram and I stumbled upon your page Well, I was already following you, but I had no, it wasn't in my frame of reference until I quit my job. And I was like, you know what? I, it's, it's time to do the damn thing. Like it's time to start that YouTube channel, even though I like don't have a backup plan for it. This is, this needs to happen. And then I found your free training and I was like, Oh, this seems interesting. I wonder what this is about. Clicked it, registered for it. And your free training blew my mind because originally I was thinking about YouTube in a sense where I just would upload a video and that would be it. But your training alone taught me so much more and I just had to buy the course because I, I don't think I've ever whipped out a credit card that fast before <laughs> for a course, just because it literally knocked my socks off um, the valuable insights that I learned from that free training alone. And so it all started from there. And what I really liked too is that that free training alone really taught me um, how to be more intentional with YouTube 
because I'm pretty sure if I hadn't gone through that, I would have just uploaded videos and just cried because it wasn't getting views or, you know, have been super lost. Whereas following you, I learned that, oh, wow, there's actually a methodology. There's actually a process that I can follow, um, which really helped me to stay on track and stay consistent and actually have some sort of intention um, rather than just like throwing things out there and hoping that it sticks, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the spaghetti at the wall strategy or what I exactly. like to call hope marketing, which hope marketing yes. is not really all that fun for anybody. Um, yeah, I totally get that. And I think, I mean, I'm seeing the comments fly in and Leisha says, I hope I'm saying your name right. She says, this is exactly where I'm at. And so many people are like, I feel you on this. I know what that feels like to just sort of feel stuck and like you're not quite ready. Um, and But yet you're so ready for like the next level level of your success. You just don't really know how to get there. So the proven path is really great. So you sign up for the free training and what happens from there? Yeah. What happens from there is I take your course and at first I had a trouble, I had troubles staying consistent to be honest. And I had troubles really finding my voice on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually took a couple breaks here and there. But then what I realized is that, okay, if I want to take this seriously and I want to actually make you know, some sort of take this from a hobby and actually turn it into a business, which also your course taught me was, wow, it's not just about going on YouTube and like having fun with it, which it is fun, but it's like, you opened my eyes to lead generation. You opened my eyes to really how this could translate into becoming a business, much like how you've done so for yourself. And once I started being consistent, I started to really experiment a little bit in the beginning with the different types of topics that I would do. I did already have like a niche established of the people that I wanted to talk to, which was millennials who were just like me in the corporate life that didn't like it. And I wanted to share my experiences. So what happened was that I was experimenting with this type of content And then one day in January, I had a collaboration with another friend of mine and we decided to think outside of the box and I did something about social media. It was about Instagram. And at the time, like obviously when you look at my channel now, it looks like it makes a lot of sense. But at the time, it was a huge risk for me because I was like, this is really out of scope of like what I usually talk about in my channel. But then I did that video and it just took off Mm. like hotcakes. Is this the one that hit a million views? Yeah, this is the one that hit a million views. Um, However, I do have to mention before that I had another video, which was me talking about why I quit my corporate job. And that one also like did decently well as well. But it was the Instagram one that really took off and really accelerated the growth of my channel. And the best part of the story is that it was kind of an accident, right? It was a huge accident. It's, it reminds me so much of your um, Periscope video yes. that you mentioned. <laughs> That's why I like feel and connect with you so much because I'm like, I feel like I'm like a mini version of Sunny because how you grew on YouTube is exactly how I've grown. However, I do want to mention to the people who are watching because I feel like a lot of people are, oh yeah, you know, maybe they might think, oh, Sunny and Vanessa just got big because of one video blew up. But I also feel like when a video goes viral, you have to have the ammo to back it up. You have to have pre-existing videos that are backing it up. You need to really catch on to the trend and still post videos related to that topic and really be strategic and leveraging, like leveraging that, um, I don't know, traffic that you're getting um, and actually turning it into something. Because I see a lot of channels who go viral and then that's it. Doesn't mean anything. Yes. And that's my thing. And I always talk about this um, from the sense of people come to me all the time and they're like, how do I go viral? And like in your case, sure, it gained you traction, momentum and subscribers, but you're 
quality of content is the reason yeah. that you're continuing to grow and succeed. Um, and the thing about going viral is I've always had a different definition of it because I don't think that going viral will actually help you build a business. I think it will allow you to hit a quick flash in the pan of fame, mm-hmm. but it's not going to allow you to build a real sustainable business and real sustainable growth, no matter what it is that you want to do. So my Absolutely. definition of viral is the acronym, which is valuable information. Intel, which is your own unique Intel, which you've done an amazing job of. Like you go deep on Instagram and it's awesome. And (laughs) it's all stuff that you've learned and you've tried um, relevant to your target audience of who you actually want to be attracting, authentic to your brand and leveraged for your business. So that's the acronym for me. So valuable, Intel, relevant, authentic and leveraged. That's how Mm -hmm. I believe you can build a real sustainable um, success pattern, especially on YouTube for your business. So you've talked about YouTube for bosses when you when you talked about enrolling and like moving forward and creating your video content, you've mentioned kind of like it really did change your life, which is a very nice thing to say. It did. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how it changed your life? I mean, you have this one video that just runs away and and has all the success. Like how have, have things changed since then? Yeah. So I think that, like I was saying earlier, YouTube for bosses really allowed me to be more intentional. Even before the video went viral, I think that having that insurance that, okay, I'm following the steps and it's going to happen for me. Like, even if there's crickets, it's going to happen for me eventually. And patience is all it takes. And I think that the main takeaway from YouTube for bosses for me was two things. First of all, was ranking on the first page. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had never thought of. Those were things that I thought about for Amazon and like Google, but I never really thought about that for YouTube. Another thing is understanding that, yeah, your video might not take off today, but the shelf life of of a video is so long. And that's something that I learned directly from you. So even if a video didn't perform today, I knew that, you know, months passing, it's still going to generate views for me. And if I put a lead magnet on it, which is also something that I learned um, from YouTube for Bosses, and understanding the importance of having an email list and offering something for people to opt into, that I'm always going to have leads coming into my business every day. And so I wasn't impatient, if that makes sense, with my channel. And I think a lot of people are very impatient. But if you really see the bigger picture of the strategy of how it all works, it really allows you to not be so like um, upset when things don't perform because you know that YouTube is going to back you up. And as long as you're following, you know, the sunny system and as long as you're following the keywords research, you're ranking on the first page, you're optimizing every single thing you're doing, you're checking all the boxes. It's just a matter of time for your business to grow or for people to find you or for your other social media platforms to grow as well. Absolutely. And I think that's such a great point because I think there is so much impatience in growing YouTube channels today and even starting businesses. Like your success is really kind of truly an anomaly. Like you Mm -hmm. have grown so quickly across the board. However, even having said that, you're really raw and honest about your journey. And like it took you a long time to make the leap and you did a lot of studying. And you, what I think I have such mad respect for you on, and I feel like this is another thing that we definitely connect on, is like you, you come from a place of a beginner's mind and a learning mind. Like you look Mm -hmm. at everything to be like, I want to be a student and learn how to master this skill. And that's why I believe you've killed it because you have truly mastered all the skills that you needed to, to build a really successful business. And you've learned from the right people. And I think that that's something to pay attention to too, is like pay attention to who your mentors are and who you're listening to, because if they haven't done it themselves, then they're probably not the right people to look at or look to. Um, 
I put the link on the screen for bossyoutubestrategy.com because that's the free training that Vanessa did sign up for if you guys want to take a look at that. Um, and I've seen a few people in here saying, I just bought YouTube for bosses. So thank you guys. But this is not one big commercial for YouTube for bosses. We want to tell you how to actually yeah. grow a successful YouTube channel from scratch. So, I mean, you really started to build you talked about your email list, which is something that I harp on, I feel like all the time. And I'm sure people are sick of me saying it, but there's a reason that I do so because your YouTube channel has grown super fast, but also your email list has skyrocketed because of YouTube and the strategy that you're using there. So how important has it been for your channel growth to have your own audience on your email list? Super important. Like, I think, remember that day where like Facebook, Instagram, and like WhatsApp shut down? I was like, oh, thank God I have an email list. And my email list has grown to like tw over 20,000 people, almost yeah. 30,000, which is insane. Um, but what's important about having an email list is that I know that I own these people. And because many people who subscribe to my email list are also Instagram followers, they're also in my Facebook group, I, I, I have that insurance. And I know that they're always going to be there, regardless of what platform ends up taking off or whatever uh, platform ends up dissolving, let's say. And for me, my personal strategy is that every Monday morning, I send an email to my list I communicate with them. I share with them a blog post that I have on my website, which links to both my YouTube channel, uh, my YouTube videos, because every week I post two videos just to update them on, hey, you know, here's some valuable resources that I think that you would benefit from. And this will also give me that insurance that I don't need to rely on YouTube algorithm to show my YouTube videos in front of my subscribers, because we all know that it changes all the time. So at least I know that I can still communicate with these people and let them know, hey, I have a YouTube video or hey, I have a fresh piece of content. And it's that, I mean, let's just throw it back to Gary Vaynerchuk, who started with the book, you know, jab, 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 right hook. Um, and that's exactly what I believe that I've done, you've done, and a lot of the oh, yeah. strategy that um, I teach, which is that you have to continue to provide that value before you can try and hook people with an offer. And you've, you've done an incredible job of that. And that's what you're doing with those Monday emails is you're saying, you guys, here's all this free content I'm delivering to you. And you had no expectations. And I was the same way. I mean, for the first six months to a year of building my YouTube channel, I really didn't have a strategy. And that's why I was able to learn how to create this for myself. Um, but I wasn't really even thinking about creating a product. I didn't even know what an online business was. I didn't even know, even know what an online course was. And that goes back to the patience. You have to be patient, but having the right process in place is an amazing way to actually start seeing momentum and results um, without getting super frustrated that like nothing's happening. Because if you're yeah. following the right steps, things will start to happen. It just might not be as fast as you may think. But for, yeah. for you, was this faster than you could have ever anticipated? It was, but at the same time, I also want to mention that I didn't sell anything or offer anything for months. So I started actually taking YouTube seriously in July and I didn't actually officially launch my business until January. So four months ago. So from July to January, I wasn't making a buck. I was just giving free value, giving free value. Like what, like you said, the Gary Vaynerchuk jab, 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 right hook or something like that. Is, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do the right hook until January. But when I did do the right hook, I got 10K months consecutively. And then when I finally decided to actually provide and launch something, I didn't have imposter syndrome. I didn't feel bad about it because I knew that I was giving so much value for months on end. And not only this, it was really nice because during that time that I was giving value, I was also doing market research. I was also listening to my audience and letting them decide what they wanted from me. And that's what contributed to the success of my business. Business because 
you also have to realize that this whole thing, social media thing, it's built, it's all about building relationships. Mm-hmm. It's about building no like, and trust. And so for that entire time from July to even today, I'm constantly building no like trust with my audience, regardless if it's on YouTube, email list, or even on Instagram and also a Facebook group. Absolutely. So time, I've diversified my platforms. YouTube, it's funny because for you, it's the, sol- uh, the sunny system. And it's so true. YouTube is kind of the hub of where all the traffic is coming from, but I leverage the other social media platforms that I have to cultivate that actual relationship. And I'm turning those cold leads into warm leads, and then those leads then become customers, clients, and students. Yes, and it all leads back together. I wish we could pull up the Sunny system right now because it took us a long time to come up with that, but it makes a lot of sense. It's exactly what's happened from the day that I started building my business online is that exactly what you just said. YouTube becomes the hub. It starts to build everything else. And then on those other platforms, you're able to actually speak one-to-one with people um, and build intimate relationships. And then those people, like you said, become the hot leads. And then those people start supporting your YouTube content. And then that helps you rank higher on YouTube. And you just start dominating when you're following every step of that system, which is really cool to see. Um, So you talked a little bit about doing the market research. Now, to break that down for people, um, it's very similar how Vanessa and I started our actual businesses (laughs) and actually started to generate revenue. So when I started on YouTube, like I said, I had no freaking clue what I wanted to do with selling or if I even wanted to have a product. I was doing consulting at the time. I had been doing it for about five years on general social media. YouTube wasn't even a thought in my brain at the time to make any sort of products or offerings on it. But what I found is that every time I made a video about YouTube, it took off. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started paying attention to the trends. Now, similar to you, let's talk through the story of how YouTube helped you figure out what you were going to sell. Yeah. So it's actually really funny because, um, basically when I was experimenting with my channel in the beginning, I was really catered to like millennials and like quarter life crisis. So if anyone really looks at my older content, it was about mindset. It was about quitting the nine to five and all of that. And then once I did the Instagram video, remember I said that it was totally out of scope from what I usually did. I was actually in a panic because I was like, wait a second, I'm attracting all these new audiences that I was not expecting to attract. And it got to the point where they were um, literally taking over. Like all these people that wanted Instagram just took over and I didn't really have a choice. Actually, no, I did have a choice. I was like, do I walk away from all these people who have literally been like, hands up, I want this because they've also downloaded my opt-in, which has like quadrupled my email list. Or do I listen to them and change my entire business strategy? Because from then on, um, from the day that I started my YouTube channel until that video went viral, or, you know, took, took off, I was really focused on more so, you know, career transitioning, uh, quitting the nine to five, all that stuff. But then once I started to really catch on, I was like, okay, let me just experiment and do more Instagram videos and see how it goes. And then those videos started performing exponentially well compared to my other videos. And that's when I knew, okay, this is what people are wanting from me. And then that traffic ended up coming to Instagram. And then we started having one-on-one conversations and I started to test the waters and leveraging Instagram story to be like, Hey guys, if I launched a course, what would you want it to be versus, Hey guys, here's my course that I assume that you guys all wanted. Like literally the course that I launched recently, every single thing in the course is what people have told me that they wanted. I literally have like a word document of every little thing, every comment, every single thing that people are asking from me and I turned it into a course. And then that course ended up 
exceeding even my own expectations in terms of your sales, <laughs> to be honest. So let's talk about that because it's kind of crazy. And I've asked and you're, it's cool if you don't want to dive into mm-hmm. the exact numbers. But um, and I saw all the comments about my microphone. I hope the mic's sounding a little bit better now and it's not as low because I've turned up the volume. But um, let me know if you guys still can't hear me. Um, so let's dive into this program that you built. And I think this is if you guys are really wanting to take something from this, we're talking about how to build a um, YouTube channel from scratch in 2019. But a bigger part of this is like something I'm so passionate about is I'm really trying to solve the problem of broke creators because there's a lot of them out there. And I think it's really important to understand that relying on brand deals and relying on AdSense is not a way to build your business. And the sooner you can come up with a product of your own, the more sustainable your success can be and the less likely you are to want to give up or to quit or to burn out. So you really listen to your audience. And what Vanessa just said, like if you want to create your own product or program, start keeping notes in your phone. I did the same thing of the things that your audience is asking for on a consistent basis, because that's going to help you build a product or a course offering. So for you, um, you decided to build this program or this course and you just finished your launch for it. So just if you want, what do you want want to tell people? How much money did you generate from your very (laughs) first course launch? It was almost a $200,000 launch, which was incredible. Like it blew my (laughs) expectations out of the water. And what even, and honestly, like even people within the industry was blown away as well because I used no Facebook ads. It was all organic. I didn't even have like an actual refined funnel. Like I didn't have a closed webinar or anything. All I did was give value on my YouTube channel. I um, did Facebook lives on master classes that I was just teaching. I had three of them. And that was also when I was giving people a preview of what the course would actually be like. Um, and people just bought and it was insane because you know, before that I was already getting like 10,000 consecutive $10,000 months from working with my clients one-on-one. But then I, I hit a point where I had way too many clients and I was like, okay, I'm still trading time for dollars here. And that's why I really resonate with you because I think you hit, you kind of hit the same point where you had way too many clients yeah. that you could handle and you were like, okay, I need to do something so that I can give value to more people at once, but still get compensated for it. Exactly. And so that's what happened. And it was um, an incredible launch. I learned a lot from it, but I also understood the value of having a warm audience um, because that launch virtually costed me nothing. My profit margins were almost 100% because all I had to pay for was my membership hosting site. That's it. I didn't have to pay for Facebook ads. I didn't pay for anything else. I did everything free. Yeah. So I think... um it's really important for you guys to understand what's possible. And I think I can pretty much break down like when something happens more than once and in you as well as Linda Rayner, who's another one of my clients um, who has killed it on YouTube and did a really successful course launch in her very first webinar. Once something becomes consistently a result for several people, it means that it's it's pr- a proven process. And it's not just myself who's done this. It's also Vanessa. It's Linda Rayner, who's another student of ours and client of ours in YouTube for Bosses. And she's worked with our team as well. Um, Apollonia Ponti is another great example of this. We have a lot of of people who have done this and the really kind of proven success pattern is starting the YouTube channel, figuring out what your audience wants to know from you, creating a product or service around that, selling it one-to-one to begin with to fine-tune it, and then turning it into a course which you can then automate and turn into an evergreen sales machine for you. Um, so I just have to say like, 
mad freaking props to you on that first launch because that is in, Thank in, you, in, indus- in industry standards that is like well above normal. And I think that it goes back to that you nurtured your audience and you delivered, 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 delivered value before you ever asked for a thing. So just amazing job. And I know that everyone in the comments is like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just amazing. And and like I said, so you did 200,000 in your first launch of your course. Um, Linda Rayner, who's another student of ours, she did almost six, six figures in one hour of her first webinar, which is wild. Um, And then my first launch was around the same. So it's just really interesting to see what can happen um, when you do give value over and over and over again to an audience. And then you decide, I'm going to actually try and monetize this and not thinking about the money first. And I think something that you echoed and I echoed, which is hard to actually live, is that I never thought about the money when I started on YouTube. And I wasn't thinking about how to monetize immediately. I was more so just using it as a testing field to figure out what I could actually sell. Um, So just... Congrats again on that because it's amazing. Um, So let's dive into these tips because I know everyone's kind of dying to hear this part now. So you know what Vanessa has now been able to do with her YouTube channel and with her business. So how did you get here? How do you go from no YouTube channel, no business to growing as fast as you did? Let's dive into the actual tips and step by step. Yeah. So I think I mentioned this earlier, but it was really in the beginning stages. I believe that it's it's good to fine tune your niche, but don't be so confined to it, especially when you're starting out. I think that when you're starting out, you have so much flexibility to test, to actually test pieces of content that you're interested in doing and let the market decide for you of what they like best. I think that even with my own clients, a lot of them pigeonhole themselves like, oh, but I only do this type of content. I'm like, I understand, but maybe you could, you know, do a little something a little bit different that your audience would still like, but is a little bit outside of your comfort zone so that you can see how it performs. I think that when you start a YouTube channel, it's all about testing. If I had never tested and been okay with going out of my comfort zone, I would not have videos about Instagram today. And I don't think that course would have ever existed. So that's my number one tip is really experimenting in the beginnings. Um, and then also my second tip is to really look at the trends, which videos are performing better than others. If there's a video that you have put out that is performing, you know, exponentially better than your other videos, like let's say you usually get a hundred views and then you have one video that's getting thousands of views, then start doing content more similar to that piece of content. And the reason why I say this is because that piece of content, if it, if it is having abnormally more views sometimes, and you can look at your analytics, it might be YouTube recommending it to other people. So you're getting new traffic. But the thing is, is that you're getting new targeted traffic. So this type of traffic is, you know that they are already interested in this type of content. Now, if you wanna convert these people into actual subscribers, you need to make sure that your channel already has similar pieces of content for them to actually be interested in. So, you know, I encourage everyone to look at my own channel. You'll see that after I posted my Instagram video that has a million views, I didn't catch on to the trend yet. I still had two videos that was about my old content, more about mindset pieces, and you'll see that the views aren't so good. But then the moment I started catching on and realizing, wait a second, this video is generating new traffic for me of people who are interested in Instagram. I need to give them what they want so that they'll actually subscribe mm-hmm. and see my and see me as an authority in this space, even though at the time I was totally not an authority. I became an authority, you know, through delivering value and through just like teaching what I know and teaching what I've been learning. 
And so once I started posting more videos about social media, about, um, you know, you, Instagram, YouTube, personal branding, all these things, you'll notice that those views are a lot higher than my older pieces of content. And in a way that kind of shaped my entire trajectory and it just became a snowball effect. And I also want to mention that your first few subscribers, um, I, I felt like it was the hardest to get my first thousand subscribers mm-hmm. than it was to get everything else, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would agree with that because yeah, it's you're you're really truly starting from zero, and so you have to kind of prove yourself to people who are kind of hovering over the subscribe button because they're like, well, you have no other subscribers, so why would I be bought in? When you have a hundred even subscribers on your channel, people are like, okay, well, other people are bought in, I guess I'll subscribe as well. So it's it's a bigger hurdle for sure, mm-hmm. and I think that the way that you did it was really smart. And that idea of capitalizing on the topics that are performing the best for you, like I could say that till I'm blue in the face because that is the best way to grow. And and you guys have seen, like I've experimented with so many different kinds of content on my channel. And I just know, like if I want to have a banger video that's going to get a lot of views, I make it about YouTube because that's what people want to know from me. Um, And that's a really simple kind of process to follow. And I do think that there's a mix between like giving people what they want and also doing what yes, what is important want. to you and what you want. Um, and understanding that YouTube is a topic based based platform. It's very different than other platforms. It's very topic based. It's very much so like if you win in one content category, you're going to continue to win there. So how do you navigate that part before we dive into the next tip? How yeah, do you I was actually going to mention that. So um, I was, you know, it's funny now because I'm really grateful for that video for taking off. But there was one point where I was actually upset because I'm like, OK, this video is attracting people. But are they my ideal target audience? Like, would I actually want to work with them as a client or have them as a student? Because at the time I was attracting a lot of people that only cared about vanity metrics, uh, unfollow, follow, like super sketchy ways to grow on Instagram when my philosophy is not about that at all. I'm all about organic, you know, marketing, getting real people to actually really like your work versus, you know, fake, like having fake metrics. Right. Um, so at some point I was like, you know what, like what, how can I actually still keep this audience, but still love what I do because I don't want to sell out and I don't want to give videos that I personally don't feel comfortable doing or believe in. And what I learned um, through this process of being a content creator is that a lot of people don't realize um, what they actually need or they don't realize what's best for them. And when you're the content creator, your job is to be an educator at the same time. So what you'll notice even in my channel is that yes, my titles are like grow 10K followers fast, grow whatever fast because I'm baiting people because that's what they want. If I said grow without, you know, grow slowly or something like that, no one would click my channel. So I would actually create titles that I knew this initial audience would be very attracted with. However, through my content, I would educate them and tell them, hey, listen, if you actually have real followers, you're going to get real results. If your vanity metrics aren't translating into sales, you really need to reevaluate your strategy. So what's happening there is that this audience through going through my content, they're turning into my ideal customers because I'm educating them. Brilliant. And that has really helped me in my business. And so instead of being annoyed and being like, oh my God, I hate these people. I hate my audience. All they care about this is that take the responsibility on yourself and try to find a way that there's a happy medium where you're attracting the people with titles, thumbnails, all these things that they would want 
but making sure that they leave with what they didn't know they needed, which is that necessary education to move forward and to become an ideal client for you. And I love that um, that I- idea. I remember I I first uh, sort of got into the online space by following Marie Forleo, and mm-hmm. she said give them what they want, tell them what they need. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like filling the gap of those two things. It's like people think they want one thing. They think they want 100,000 subscribers real quick. But what they actually need to know is very different. What they need to know is strategy. They don't need the quick hacks and the quick tips. They need to know the actual basis and foundation of it. So that's a really great way to put it is like, click-through rate is really freaking important on YouTube and getting people to click on your thumbnail and being attracted to your title. Um, that's massive for your your success and growth of your channel. So you, what you're doing is totally right. You're getting people to click, but then you're actually giving them the goods when they click on your content. So exactly. well done. Um, and then what's your next step for growing as a small channel from scratch? Ooh, I think that analytics um, is something that a lot of people don't look at when they're doing YouTube. And I learned a lot through my analytics. I don't go through it every day. So I hope like the, no one asks me like intense questions about analytics. But the times that I did look in, I had a lot of insights specifically understanding when people are dropping off in my videos. So if you actually go into your analytics report, there is going to be a section where you're, al- you're allowed to see your audience retention. And you can physically see for each video when people are dropping off at what minute mark So I really analyzed that. And over time, I have changed the way that I speak in my videos. I have changed the way that I format my videos. I no longer have long, boring intros begging someone to subscribe to me. I go straight to the point because in my analytics, I consistently saw people dropping off because my intros were just too damn long. Yeah. And then at the end, I also saw that people were dropping off the moment I said, this is my last tip. And then they leave and then they miss all the other pieces of information that I want to share at the end. So those analytics have really helped me to refine my strategy in terms of how I script my videos, how I retain that audience, because watch time on YouTube is so, so important. Like I'm pretty sure watch time is king. It is. On YouTube. <laughs> and that's how you rank. That's how YouTube will favor you. That's how YouTube will maybe push your content out because the higher your watch time, it's showing YouTube that you have an engaging piece of content and people actually want to stick around and watch it. And YouTube favors content creators who have people on the platform for as long as possible. And so what I've learned is that at the end of my videos, and this is like a very specific tip, but I really want to share with the people that are watching is that I no longer give people a reason to leave. Mm. And instead I just keep talking, even when the end screens are showing up. I think you do the same thing I as do. well. Yep. Um, instead of having like a branded end screen thing at the bot at the end, because through my analytics, I got little tidbits like that that has really helped me refine my strategy. So for anyone who's watching, I highly recommend going on Google, really understanding how to read your analytics because you're going to learn a lot from it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I have a flame on my shirt. I don't know if you guys can see it, but that's for the hot script formula because that's what you're referring to, right? It's like getting into the meat of your content quickly. So I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about the hot script formula millions of times. It's what we teach inside of the program. Um, and it's hook outcome testimonial. Like with it, the ideal is under 30 seconds, intro yourself, intro what you're going to talk about, and then get into the stuff because that's how you keep people watching. And you have to think about your own habits when you're on YouTube. Like you don't want to sit there and listen to someone talk about themselves for five minutes when you're trying to get a problem solved or a question answered. And that's generally what people are looking for on YouTube. Then once you get them in, then they become your loyal community members and tribe. And they're the people that are going to consistently watch your videos week over week, which helps you in the long run too. But yeah, Yeah. really, really solid tip there. I, I also think that like, sorry, mindset wise too, in the beginning for me, 
I, I think a really big shift is understanding you're not doing YouTube for your friends and family. Yes. You're doing YouTube for strangers who don't care about you. They yes. just, like, you know what I mean? Like it sounds harsh and it sounds mean, but people don't give a shit about you. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're at your video because they typed a specific keyword on search and they're looking for a specific answer. And if you're taking three minutes to talk about what you did yesterday, no one cares. And I think another thing that I learned from you too, that I have consistently leveraged and I still haven't pivoted from it is educational content. Mm -hmm. Like really think about what are people searching for instead of starting your channel out with vlogs. I know that vlogging is a really um, big thing, but even for you, Sunny, like you didn't even start vlogging until this year and you've had your channel for a long time. And even then your vlogs are still really valuable. Mm -hmm. You're still teaching people stuff. It's just a little bit more engaging now because we can see a day in your life, right? Yeah. And so um, that's something that I learned from you as well that I want to share with the audience is that, you know, post-educational content in the beginning, especially because people aren't searching for a day in the life of Vanessa Lau because they don't know who I am. <laughs> they don't care yet. Yeah, they don't. No? <laughs> yeah, they don't care yet. I always I've oftentimes said, like, no one cares about you on YouTube. And it's such a key concept <laughs> to understand <laughs> because you have to make them care. And the only way to make them care is by showing up with a crap ton of value, which is what you've been able to do. And I really believe that's a big part of your your growth and your success, which is awesome because you're impacting so many people. Um, last tip that you want to share? Um, my last tip would be have people binge watch your videos. Yes. So this is actually a new strategy that I've been testing out on my channel is I try to make my next video somewhat relate to the current one. Mm -hmm. So at the end of my video, I'll be like, if you like this one, here's the next step. And then I would encourage them to hit the notification bell and get to the next video. And that has really helped because it gets people hyped. It gets people, you know, excited. And before, and this is something that I actually got inspiration from you, Sunny, is that something that you do really well is that you tease your videos. Mm. And in the beginning, I never wanted to tease my videos because, oh, I want it to be a surprise or, oh, I don't want my competitors to like do the same video as me. Like it was just a bad mindset. But what I've realized is that when you actually give your audience a heads up, hey, this is a topic that I'm going to be talking about. It actually has increased my views a lot as well. Whereas I didn't think that would happen, but it has really helped because you're encouraging your audience to continuously come back. Totally. I love that. And I think that it's it's favoring the new way that YouTube works because algorithms change. Truthfully, why I love YouTube so much is because the algorithm really hasn't changed all that much in all the time that I've been doing it. Um, but one thing that has become so important is watch time. And that's part of the reason that I tease videos is like, I want people to go from this week's video to next week's video, especially when it's and out. Keep jumping. They just keep jumping and binge watching and create that Netflix effect. Um, so we're going to dive into some questions real quick. We just have a few more minutes. I want to be respectful of the time. And I'm so sorry, you guys, we started a little bit late today, but Hey, tech issues. Um, what are you going to do? So <laughs> we worked it out. Um, so if you guys have questions, post them in the comments. I'm going to get to those in just a second. There's a couple things I did want to ask you about um, just in your journey thus far. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about is you just mentioned it actually, competitors. How do you feel about that concept? Because I remember when I was starting, like, I didn't know anyone in my space. I truly didn't. I was so ignorant. I had no idea what was happening in my space. I just started posting these tutorials for my clients. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm getting some traction. And then, of course, you become aware. But I've never really looked at anyone as a competitor. How do you feel about that? Mm, for competitors, I mean, I'll actually share a personal story. Please do. And, you know, I think it was like a 
double-edged sword. And it, it was bittersweet in a sense where, you know, you've made it when a really big YouTuber then takes your work and like recycles it. You know what I mean? Ooh. And that's actually happened to me. And I've, I've seen it in that sense. And as small creators, I remember feeling so paralyzed about it because I was like, oh, wait, like you literally recycled my content. What does that mean? And- they like literally took your script and your video and they did it themselves? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was like a massive YouTuber. I won't name who they are, but that happened. And, you know, what can you like, you know what I mean? YouTube, your mindset has to be, you know, just stay in your own lane and focus on your audience. And, you know, event like, how do I say when I started? Yes, I was a little bit like, oh, my God, what are my competitors doing? Like looking at everyone in the space because I wanted to grow and I wanted to see how I could be better and all of that. But slowly what I realized is that, you know, even if someone takes your work or even if someone, you know, does a similar video as you, no one's going to present the information as good as you do or the way that you do. Like even if you and I, Sunny, created the same video, there's going to be half of the audience that likes your video better and the other half that might like mine better. And And we're fine, right? Yeah you know, the person, it's it's about the audience and what they like. And I saw a comment in the top, in the chat, and someone said, I don't want to do in-depth videos because I don't want people to think that it's boring and then leave. Well, then don't make it boring and share your personality. And I know that over time, that personality will come. In the beginning, if you look at any YouTuber's first videos, they're really awkward. <laughs> they are. You can look and back if you on wanted, my channel. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to feel better about yourself, do that. Look at your favorite YouTubers and yeah. look at their first few videos. Yeah. Um, but your audience not just wants the information, but a lot of them are there for you. They're for, there for your energy, how you present information, how you collect that information and, you know, explain it. I always ask my audience, um, because I have a Facebook group of like, how did you find me? And I like to survey my audience from time to time being like, why do you watch my YouTube videos? And I think that's also really important is understanding where your traffic is coming from and why people stick around so that you can strengthen those things. But for me, it was, oh, you're very energetic on camera. And I, whenever I watch your videos, regardless if I care about the content or not, I just feel like energized from watching you. (laughs) And that's why my videos, I always try to bring my A game because I know that's what's working. Totally. So I think with YouTube, you have to be really fast with removing what's not working and really honing in on what is working. 100%. Um, and listening is really all it takes. I think people are often overcomplicating what it takes to succeed on social media. And really, at the end of the day, it's listening to your audience and really paying close attention. Um, the next thing I want to ask you, what kind of per- perfectly segues into that, is that um, you had mentioned you have this really great tab on your Instagram um, account that's called Journey. And it's from like way back of, well, nine months ago, it's not that far back, but like nine months ago when you were kind of getting started. And one of the ones that I saw was that you had done a Facebook Live and you were terrified and you had to end it early because you felt so uncomfortable with 17 people people watching you. We've had 745 people watch this live. So, um, (laughs) so how, I know this is such a huge hurdle for small creators and small, um, channels. How do you get over the hurdle of being seen and showing Mm. up? I think for me, how to be more comfortable on camera, um, was really practicing on Instagram story, things that aren't permanent, things that I can just quickly do. And over time that got better. Not only this, like, especially for people who are in the beginning stages of YouTube, even at this stage, YouTube videos, it's not just like a one take thing and it's over. It's like, I have to constantly refilm and refilm and refilm and just that act alone, even though it can be really frustrating to do YouTube videos um, behind the scenes and not have footage work out and having to redo it. That act of you even practicing and redoing it is making you a better public speaker. It's making you better on camera and all of that. 
And that will end up translating to public speaking events on stage. That will translate to doing Facebook lives, Instagram lives, Instagram stories, YouTube videos. So just the act of just practicing talking is going to have a ripple effect on everything else. I totally agree. That's often my best tip for people when they feel super uncomfortable on camera is like, just put yourself on video. You don't even need to share it. When you're first starting, just like put yourself on video and watch it back and and see how you feel about it. Because I think the only reason that we don't like the way that we sound or look on camera is because we're not used to it. It's super foreign. When are you ever like looking in the mirror, talking to yourself all day long? You just don't do that. So you just need mm-hmm. to get used to it. Um, great answers. And I hope you guys, this was helpful for you in starting a new channel from scratch. There are a bunch of questions. I'm just going to get to a few of them um, and have us both kind of go in here to these. Um, so Crafty Recycler says, how do I check my analytics? So you want to go into YouTube Studio Beta um, yep. or Creator Studio Classic. I still go back to Classic. What do you do? Yeah, I kind of just gave up and I just caved <laughs> into the beta. I don't like it, but I'm like, you know what? This is going to end up sticking around, so I might as well adapt to it. Yeah. I'm still in the midst of like doing both right now. Yeah. Um, so Rue's hair says, how do I make my beauty and hair videos stand out when there are like a million of the same kind of videos? Well, I know that I can say that there are a million other people out there who talk about how to grow on YouTube. And when I was first same starting, with Instagram. same with Instagram for Vanessa, when I was first starting, I didn't know ignorance was bliss. I was like, I don't know who else is talking about this. And I quite frankly, don't really care. And I think staying in your own lane is just so important. And also the formula that I teach works. Like, I, I mean, Vanessa's proof of it. And obviously she's had her own things that she's done and, and she's evolved and adapted it. But the formula of search volume versus search pool versus views and velocity, if you can figure out what has high search volume, low competition so that you can get found um, is the best way to start growing. And there are those topics, those little gateways are available in every single niche, no matter how competitive it is. Can I add something to that? Sunny? Yes, please do. Yeah. So one thing that I also want to mention that I realize now that really contributed to the growth of my channel and a lot of people, my clients, um, my students, anyone always ask me is how do you differentiate between pay content and free content like the content that you would give away for free versus the things that you would end up selling in your programs or in your um you know courses or whatever you're trying to do and what has really helped me is giving the content that i would charge for yeah because that really helped me stand out if you look at my video that has a million views the reason why people kept sharing it and you know it went viral is because those tips weren't really mentioned in other videos and that's because a lot of people would charge for those tips. And so that really helped me accelerate my growth and really positioned me quicker as an authority and as an expert, because I was giving tips that people don't generally see. And the thing with YouTube is that it's because there's a lot of people doing the same thing. It's the same information over and over again, um, but just delivered differently. And that's fine. But if you really want to stick out with your hair video, let's say, really think about what is people not doing that they should be sharing and how can I deliver that and how can I stand out so that people will um, share it and I'll have word of mouth and then maybe that will get picked up even more and all of that. Yeah. And I think when I, when we talk about that, because I know that's a question that I get a lot is paid versus free content. And you're probably thinking when Vanessa says that, you're like, well, how are you ever going to sell anything if you're giving it all, all away for free? Um, it's actually the opposite. I'm a big believer and this has always been my motto that abundance creates um generosity. Like I believe that the more you give, the more you get. And mm-hmm. I've always had the same ethos that like a lot of what I share in my YouTube videos is stuff that I'm going to include in my in my programs. But here's the big differences. I can't do a four hour course or a five hour course 
in one YouTube video. That's impossible. Um, and so a big thing that people will invest in is ease. They want to invest in ease. And truthfully, a lot of people of those million people who watch that Instagram video, I would guess that they're not actually taking action. They're probably watching it, doing other things, yeah. and they're probably just being like, good tips, but they have no skin in the game. So those who pay, pay attention. And so when you put it into a paid product, then people have skin in the game. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to get results. And I have access directly to Vanessa, who is the expert that I learned from. Yeah. So it's just understanding that like paid and free is not so much about the difference in content. It's about ease. It's about access. And yes. it's about actually having skin in the game. So yeah. And I'll say something that really helped me and what I learned is that your free content, yeah, lots of people will consume it. But yes, like you said, they don't have skin in the game and they might not take action. But when you sell a course, let's say you're giving someone the sequence, yes. you're giving someone the how to actually do it versus the what and the why and all that stuff. And then when they work with you privately, let's say if you're a consultant or a coach or something, you're giving them the full package. You're giving them accountability. You're giving them you know, feedback. You're giving them things that they wouldn't get in a course. And it's so true what you said is that it's not so much about the content being different. It's about how it's delivered and the ease all of that that comes with it. So that's why I never worry about giving too much away because I know the average person is still not going to be able to figure out DIY wise with all these videos flying on the internet. It's, it's going just, to take them too long. Yeah. Yeah. Even for me, I'm, I would see myself as someone that's super resourceful and I still bought your course and right. I still, you know, had mentors and I still had to do that. And I'm someone who I feel is decently resourceful. You and ba- I still very much so. Right. Totally. And it's not that you couldn't figure out. It's just like, do you really want to spend like the next year trying to figure it out on yeah. your own? Or do you just want to well, go straight to the source? Yeah. And if you really look at like, if you really understand, I like to read like rich dad, poor dad and like books like that. But the wealthiest people, they pay for help. They pay for their mentors. They they recruit help so that they don't have to spend time doing it. At that point, time is more valuable than money. Yeah. And so I could have easily spent a whole year to figure out YouTube, but I invested in your course. And now I have a multiple six figure business in less than a year because I made that small investment. That's wild. That's so crazy. That makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> so the next question, I'm going to wrap it up pretty quickly here, you guys, because I know we've been almost for an hour and I want to <laughs> be respectful of everyone's time. Um, but once you have a video that gets traction, how do you come up with ideas around it? So my biggest tip for this is analytics. Again, you go into Creator Studio or you go into YouTube Studio Beta and you look at where the search traffic is coming from um, for that video. So how are people landing on it? How are they finding you? What are they actually looking for related to that topic? And there's going to be a whole plethora of topics there that you haven't done a video on that are just ripe for the picking. So that, and I also look at suggested videos and where the traffic is coming from, from suggested videos, because maybe there's a very similar video that you could create um, your content around with your own unique intel that already exists out there that already has a proven audience. So those are my big two. What are yours, Vanessa? Yeah. Yeah, mine is a little bit different just because I know that I followed that method, but I know that for people when they're really small, they don't have the analytics to yes. leverage. Yes. That's really helpful when you already have the traffic coming and like you can see where all that is, but like where what people want and what people are searching for. But when you're still small, because I remember being in that position, being like, I have no analytics to even leverage. And what I did was leveraging Instagram story. I had an audience there, you know, really asking people, what are your biggest problems? Because at the end of the day, when you're an educator online or you're a content creator, every piece of content that you're doing is essentially solving a problem. And the mindset shift that I did that helps me really um, create content like a machine, basically, is instead of stressing about what content, what content, what content, I ask myself, what questions are people asking? Yeah. You know, what are the top questions? And then relating that question to a piece of content, which is a solution. And that has helped a lot for me, just mindset wise, to come up with more content ideas. 
Totally. And I will say that it's it's funny because I feel like you're new. Um, you, like you were a new channel so much more recent than I was because I started four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And when you said that, it's like, yeah, of course, because in the beginning, I didn't have the analytics. And when I started doing my first couple pieces of content, I did the same thing. I started making videos because my clients at the time were asking exactly. for specific topics. And they were like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know who to th- how to do that. And they were all asking the same things, which is why I say frequently asked questions and the questions you get asked all the time are your best start for creating yes. really high converting, like highly viewed content topics. So um, going back to that is just really important, especially as a brand new small channel or creator. Um, And your free training covers that as well. So it's perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm just going to drop the link in here. Um, Vanessa, are you able to see the questions on your end? Yes, I can. Do you want to answer a few in the meantime, and then we'll wrap things up? What if you don't have an audience? Where do you find the questions and answers? So that's a really great, great question, especially if you don't have an audience and something that you'll learn in Sunny's course, or I have a couple of videos about it as well, is looking on forums, like public forums, like Quora, Reddit, Facebook groups, um, you know, Sunny has a one tool that was really helpful with keywords everywhere, um, answer the public, all these different types of tools that doesn't rely on you having an audience, but rather tapping into what the internet is asking, which is even better, right? Yes, and exactly. then you capitalize on that. So making sure that your content that you're creating is searchable content. And I credit Sunny for that because she taught me that in her course. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And there are so many tools available to you. And like we were talking about earlier, all of those tools are inside of YouTube for Bosses. Um, Vanessa started with this free training. So BossYouTubeStrategy.com nine months ago and look where she is today. It's amazing. And a lot of it, I mean, you have really mastered it on your own and you took our principles, but you've done a really amazing job. And I just want to give you mad kudos again for everything that you've done. And like the $200,000 launch, can we just (laughs) get like a freaking amen on that? Because it's Great. Um, and yeah, I'm just so I'm so proud of you. It's Thank you. Not to get on like a high horse about this, but it's just really freaking awesome to see another young female creator who has not only killed it on YouTube, but is killing it in business. And we're from the same city. So that also makes me super happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to meet you in real life. So thank you so much for your time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your fellow bosses. Congratulations on showing up for yourself today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.